Tom Maluli is an investment advisor representative with Maluli Asset Management. All opinions expressed by Tom and his podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Maluli Asset Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Clients of Maluli Asset Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 208 of the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. This is Tim Maluli. And I'm Tom Maluli. And Tim, before we get into our questions this week, uh, you have a little bit of news. Yeah, that's right. Uh, kind of exciting. Been working on it for a while now, uh, and it's slowly coming to fruition. Um, we are going to be starting a new podcast. It's going to be called Living With Money. Um the goal of the podcast is to help our listeners become more financially literate and understand the basic principles of personal finance and how to work with their money and just be comfortable making better decisions with their money. Because we've noticed a lot of the questions that we answer on the podcast and from clients are really basic stuff that you you think people adults should know and maybe they just weren't taught that in school uh, or didn't pay attention and missed those concepts so it's things that we want to touch on and have everyone uh, learn through some educational episodes with with me and Tom going over some topics and we're also going to have a lot of guest interviews as well Um, some finance people will be the some guests, but we're also going to tie in, you know, uh, people from different industries as well, like local business owners around our area and, you know, just interesting people in general. Uh, we want to hear their story and how they've lived with their money and what they've done to make their money and, you know, how they can help people, uh, either better use their money or, you know, just understand more about their financial situations. I think one of the original, one of the first interviews is going to be with someone who's got a couple of side hustles going on. That's right. I think those things are great stories that other people need to hear, that you don't need some six-figure job right out of college. You kind of make your own luck and you make your own success. And, you know, you don't need to have the the education or the diploma from the Ivy League school, you just have to have a little bit of hustle. Right. And uh, we've got a a very special guest coming up uh, in one of the very first episodes that's going to talk about that. But basically, it's Money Management 101. Yep. Living with Money, which will be found at livingwithmoney.com. And on iTunes and SoundCloud, Stitcher, all over the place. So, And as Barry Ritholt says... Where finer podcasts are sold. Are podcasts sold? Uh, Can someone like tell Barry, like, (laughs) you don't sell podcasts, dude. Maybe that's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got some questions that we want to cover this week. Sure. Um, Yeah, before Living With Money comes out, we're going to continue to do our mailbag questions. Uh, So let's dive right in with the first question today. What's the best thing to do with excess wealth at age 30? Give it to Tim Maluli. (laughs) Hey, if they want to. So the the question goes on to read, I have excess funds 
and I'm unsure what to do with them. I'm 30 years old with a stable job and single. I've already contributed to reach my company match on my 401k and maxed out my Roth IRA contributions. I've already set aside one year of emergency funds. This person's doing it right. Now I still have excess savings and I'm unsure what to do with the money. First world problem, I know, but what do you recommend, Tim, to help grow my wealth? Um, Just reading the details of this question, um, it says the person reached their company match on their 401k. It doesn't necessarily mean that they maxed out their 401k. So that's one potential area they could uh, look to increase their savings. Just make sure you're maxing out the 401k and not just reaching the match. But Tim, one thing in the question that wasn't clear was, does this person own their own home yet? That's that's not really in the question. And if they don't, I would tell them, hey, start socking money away for a down payment. Right. You know, the the term we were talking before we turned the, the mics on, the term excess wealth is kind of funny for a, a age 30-year-old person. Yeah. Have a kid. <laughs> There's no such thing. Like unless, <laughs> unless you're planning on, you know, not buying a house or not buying a new car or not having kids or anything, um, excess wealth isn't really a thing. It's temporary. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I mean, for the time being, if you're not planning on buying a house or, you know, going out and renting something, um, you could always just open up a standard taxable brokerage account and put the money in there if you want to invest it and watch it grow. Otherwise, you know, leaving it in the savings account for a down payment or, you know, potential family, you know, uh, other big purchases down the road. Um, Like a lot of these questions, we're going to need more information to give you a precise answer. But it was very clear, Tim picked up on it right away, that this person is contributing just enough to meet the company match. If they already own a home, then they need to think about, hey, maybe we should be putting more into the 401k so it can, you know, uh, compound uh, tax deferred uh, at some higher rate than just sticking it in the bank. If they don't own a home, then that would be the next thing that I would tell them to start start socking money away for. Yeah, if they want to own a home. Right. Yeah. Again, yeah. need more information, but they uh, they kind of cut out our, our usual answer to what this the answer would have been uh, saying they already set aside one year of emergency funds. Uh, that's usually our go-to uh, in terms of what people should be saving money for. Um, but so good for them for having all these things in place already at age 30. And they're doing all the right things. Right. So let's go on to the next one. Sure. The next question asks, can I still open a 401k if I'm already retired? Summary real quick says, I'm 68 years old and retired in 2006. 11 years ago. Can I start a 401k now? Is it too late? Answer, yes, it's too late. Anything else we want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they would, maybe they're talking about opening an IRA, uh, but they most likely have to get a job and start working again and unretire if they wanted to get a 401k. I think there's a jargon or language problem in this industry because we have clients, Tim, that call up and say, 
I want to go over my 401k. Now, they left their job six or seven years ago, and they took their 401k and they rolled it into an IRA. The money's actually in an IRA, but they still think of it as their 401k. Right. So part of being a good advisor is having good listening skills and being able to translate the lingo right. in your head. Okay, so that client still calls this account as 401k, but we know... Yeah, you got to kind of dig through and realize what they're talking about. Yeah. So it's listening skills and listening comprehension skills to yeah. try and understand the um, misused terminology. Right. So a 401k needs to be uh, business driven. It's a it's a business retire or company retirement plan. So unless this 68-year-old retired person owns a company, I don't know if a 401k is really for them. And I, I think, Tim, you were closer to the mark, and this person may be asking, can I have an IRA? Right. Now, but they're we, already 68 years old. They're going to have to start taking money out of right. out of the IRA at 70 and a half. That's so right. the window is very small there as well. So um, if they have earned income from a job, they can put money into an IRA up to a certain threshold, $6,500. But they're going to have to start taking it out, as Tim just mentioned, in two years when they start turning 70 and a half. Let's move on. Sure. The next question asks, what are the benefits of rolling over a 401k into an IRA if I'm not working? I love the summary on this one. Right. My financial guy... That's hey, us. I that's guess. us. We're financial, financial guys. Hey, financial guy. <laughs> anyway, my financial guy wants me to roll over my 401k into his suggested IRA. I'm 67. What's the advantage of doing so if I'm not working? It seems I'll still pay either way when I take withdrawals. All right. So my guess is what he's talking about when he says I'll still pay either way when I take withdrawals is... When I have to take my required minimum distribution starting at age 70, it's still going to be taxable income. He's right yep. about that. But why would his, air quotes, financial guy want him to roll his 401k into an IRA? The first thing that comes to mind for me is maybe the 401k that the money is in right now isn't so hot. They don't have great investment options or the ability to, you know, put money into good funds. So the rolling it into an IRA option is good because once it gets into the IRA, you're not restricted to the limited number of options in a 401k plan. But Tim, what if his 401k has 50 different mutual funds to choose from? Does then, he need to roll it over into an IRA? No. There's no need to do that. And right. in some cases, it might be better to leave it in the 401k because some 401k plans have pretty low negotiated fees with the funds that are in the plan. Whereas if you were to take the money out of the plan and move it to an IRA, owning the same funds, you'd probably have to pay higher fees outside of the plan. That's right. It's the difference in many cases between wholesale and retail. If you worked for a company that has... 3,000, 10,000, 25,000 employees, your plan has probably got some pretty good discounted rates on the funds in the expenses 
inside your 401k plan. On the flip side, if you worked for a local company that had four employees, you are probably not in a great plan. You're probably paying retail rates. The difference is once you leave your 401k and roll it into an IRA, now it's going to really be up to your advisor to pick and choose the right funds for you. Now, the right funds for you may be some low-cost exchange-traded funds, or it could be some high-fee mutual funds, or it could be in a tax-sheltered annuity, which is a disaster. But it really depends. It depends also how much you trust your advisor. It has a lot to do with it. Right. So, yes, you'll still pay either way when you take withdrawals because it's going to be taxable income to you. But you're going to have to read the fine print and find out if it's really in your best interest. The advisor will get some kind of fee or commission by rolling it over into an IRA. Know that up front. So the next question asks, as a newly eligible employee at a small business, can I set up my SEP IRA at a different bank or institution? No. Moving on. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're an employee, uh, you don't really have a say where the plan is set up. So the, the summary goes on to say, I work at a small business with two owner employees. After three years of employment, I'm now eligible for a SEP IRA contribution. That's great. The two owners have used a local financial institution to make their past contributions, but I would like to open a new account at my existing bank because their bank has high fees and a lack of investment options. Is that allowed? No. Maybe uh, you can talk to the owner employees and convince them to switch the plans to your bank and make them see that you know they your bank has better investment options and lower fees, but you know, unless they move the plan, you, you're kind of stuck with where they have it. That's right. So unfortunately, a lot of information on that question, but uh, the answer is still no. Right. So let's move on to the final question for this episode. Um, it asks, why am I being taxed so much after withdrawing my 401k and taking out a loan? Oh, boy. Uh, That's our big sigh of the week. Save the best for last. The summary says, I am 57 years old and I lost my job. After losing my job, I took out my 401k. I also took out a loan and was taxed 20% on this. Then I got taxed 20% for the money I withdrew from my 401k. Why isn't the balance on my tax owed not 20%? Okay, dude... You got bad advice or you got no advice. So I feel really bad for you because you're in a world of hurt right now because you're 57 years old and you're not working. That's for starters. Okay. Uh, I hope you do find employment so you can sock more money away for retirement because you just took a 20% haircut and you didn't need to do that. So there are Roughly three out of 10 participants in 401k plans have loans against their balance. You need to understand something when you have a 401k loan. There's a provision in all plans. I'll underscore that. All 
plans that if you separate from service, either because you were terminated or you quit, find another job, whatever, if you separate from service, the loan must be repaid within 30 days. Sometimes it's 60 days, but it's either 30 or 60 days. It's never longer than that. If you do not repay the loan, the loan becomes a taxable event for you. And because this person is 57, it's categorized as a premature distribution prior to age 59 and a half. So it is taxable and uh, subject to 10% penalty as well. It's a bad situation. And this person... But but wait, there's more. Exactly. Exactly. So not only do they have that to work through, they also said that after losing my job, I took out my 401k, which means they just took the money out of their 401k. I don't know, like Tom said, if they got no advice um, or just really bad advice because they're 57 years old. So again, that's taking a distribution from a 401k before you're 59 and a half. The whole thing becomes taxable plus... A 10% penalty tax on top of that. So if you took $50,000 out of your 401k prior to age 59 and a half, the $50,000 becomes taxable plus the next to last line on your tax return, include any penalties or interest, $5,000, 10% of your IRA. So what can someone do instead, Tim? In this kind of situation. Instead of just taking the money out as a distribution? Yeah, instead of just taking out the whole 401k account. They could roll it over? Yeah, they could roll it over into an IRA. It's a tax-free event. Okay, they roll it into an IRA, and then they only take out what they need as needed. Now, you can set up these 72T distributions where you're taking out equal installments on a yearly basis. You don't have the under 59 10% penalty. You can do things to get around that 10% penalty. You don't need to do this. And, you know, sometimes investment advisors and brokers get a bad rap because they sell products that have high commissions or fat fees or something like that. But this is a case where just a quick phone call to any investment advisor, even the folks in the call center at Fidelity and Vanguard would tell someone, hey, don't be silly you're opening yourself up to a lot of taxes by doing something like this. But these loans, I really think people don't understand. If you leave the company for whatever reason, if the loan's not paid back in full between 30 or 60 days, depending on the plan, there will be a payback, and it's either 30 days or 60 days. The whole thing's going to be taxable. And usually, most people who have loans are under 59 and a half. So it's a tax penalty on top of that. Yeah. Bad. Not a good situation. So hopefully this person can figure something out. I don't know. Right. But anyway, that is going to do it for episode number 208 of the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. I just want to say thanks for listening. And, you know, in the next couple weeks, keep an eye out for Living With Money. Hey, thanks for listening. Listen, I have a big favor to ask you, and it might take you 30 seconds or less, and it would mean a lot to me. If you like this podcast, please let me know and let the team know as well. And you can do this very easily by subscribing to the podcast. It's probably the biggest favor you can do for me right now, and it's really simple. 
just go over to iTunes, search for Maluli Asset, and click subscribe. Again, it'll only take a few seconds to subscribe, and if you subscribe now, it'll really help me out a lot. Thanks again.